Just open up. Choo choo. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is December 4th, 2020. This is episode 272. And today, the faith awakens. And uh, I am your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast where we love Jesus, we love you, learning to love ourselves. And we're praying for our enemies, which is uh, who are becoming more bold in their opposition to the truth. Such confidence. <laughs> you can't uh, handle the truth. <laughs> well, uh, here we are. This is our, what is it? Second uh, post Thanksgiving show or third for you. Uh, second for me. Uh, happy to be here. What, um, let's see here. I don't have anything really new to report. I don't think. What about you? Uh, well, I think we're going on lockdown again because we're purple, we're purple area, whatever. And Los Angeles lockdown. And I think they're going to lock down Orange County again. And, uh, and fires, more fires. It was really There's windy. Fires. Yeah. It was windy a couple days ago. And, and so more fires, more burning. Because oh, no. of the lack of uh, forestry uh, control around here. Yes. Well, you can't cut down any trees in California. That would insult Mother Gaia. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, 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 you know, controlled fires so that we don't have crazy uh, house burning down type of fires would be nice. Yeah, like they used to like do for idea. tens of like- hundreds of years, maybe. Maybe not hundreds, but. The Native Americans used to do uh, controlled burns, or so I've heard. Well, there you uh, go. Never, never been there. Never done it myself, but that's what I'm told. Um. Oh man, what was I just gonna say? I had something. Well, anyways, uh, yeah. Stay safe over there, all Californians, and you shouldn't have a hard time staying safe because you're going to be locked in your home forever. Um, <laughs> I say civil disobedience. For me, at this point, I just stay in my home because I like it. Yeah, uh, nobody's keeping me here forcefully. But who knows? Once people start telling me what to do, then I start just acting out for fun. <laughs> um, I will say, just a quick reminder for everybody watching on YouTube or wherever you are: give us a quick uh, like, quick thumb, thumbs up, or a little smash t- that top, like button. As- top secret tip. Uh, if you get a bunch of likes, uh, like your like to viewer ratio in the first, you know, few minutes of your video, uh, you, the algorithms like that very much shares it with people. So that helps us out a ton. But um, yeah, I guess we can just get into it. Is there any uh, ele- brief election updates you want to get into? Yeah, the suitcase. That's that's the, all I'll the say. Suitcase. The suitcase. Oh, I did see the suitcase. Yeah, I, I see that. I, I'm, see I'm, I have election fraud fatigue. Yeah, as I'm sure a lot of people do. Uh, so you know, I know it's a temporary thing. I'm kind of at the point where it's like, all right, okay, let's uh, let's yeah. get on with it. Other things the going thing, on. The one thing that bugs me about a lot of uh, election fraud stuff, um, I, I won't say a lot of it, but the the 
the brief, the suitcase, uh, you're talking about the video breakdown that was floating around yeah. uh, where it showed a counting zone mm -hmm. that they closed down, said, we're going to stop counting. When everybody left, uh, some ladies brought out suitcases full of uh, ballots from under a table or something. Yeah. Started scanning them. Yeah. The one thing that bugs me a little bit about those, and that's just because, uh, you know, I'm such a stickler for critical thinking and evidence is uh there's no the only context you get for the video is whatever the commenter the commentator is telling you like there's not a lot going on in the video that you know objectively tells you what's going on sure uh, it just bugs me a little bit i don't know yeah. not, again not I mean, to say i don't think it's evidence it's just like i don't know you could take a video of a lot of things and then you have the right commentator saying the right things. You can make it look like anything. Yeah. It, I, I, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I will say that if, if the commentary is even remotely true, then, you know, people can't say there isn't evidence of at least some, some weird, strange things going on. Of yeah. course, I think there's been election fraud for a while. Uh, but this time right. it's just, um, you know, that there, we were, there was such buildup to, the election fraud idea from both sides mm -hmm. leading up to these elections that I think whoever lost was going to be all in on the election fraud it, or yeah. whoever perceived whoever to lose won. or, you know, no, whoever perceived to lose. So, you know, cause w was going to claim that there was election yes, fraud. Yes. Because right, the right. mainstream media for like the last two years were like, Oh, those machines, they connect to the internet. We don't know what's happening. What kind of database, blah, blah, blah. And then all yeah. of a sudden, because their guy is in there, like cleanest election ever. Yeah. And so, well, the fun thing to keep in mind is like, uh, you know, of course, there's certainly a, a lot of uh, interesting videos and other evidence uh, regarding election fraud in this election. But if you've been paying attention, pretty much every election has some amount of election fraud. And of course. of course, you know, when you realize that presidents are selected, not elected, uh, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot to say about every election being uh, a complete farce, but we don't yeah. need to get too deep into that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there it is. I, I don't, I didn't want to spend too much time on that, which is why I'm in our, in our, our show notes, our notes between you and I, Basil, under mm -hmm. election brief, it says suitcase. <laughs> suitcase. That's all it has. No link, nothing else, just suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired too. I don't know. Again, when something super big comes out, we'll certainly talk about it. We will talk uh, about some uh, some implications as to what a Biden presidency will mean for Christians in this episode. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, we'll get there. And it connects with my rant from last episode, too. Sure. Um, but we'll get into that. Okay, but at first, I think we should uh, head over to the Flippy Update. Flippy Update. Do you want fries with that? That's right. All right. We're going to pop off the show here with the uh, Flippy update. For those who are new to the show, uh, Flippy is the colloquial name we have for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. Uh, we use talking about Flippy as a proxy conversation to explore uh, just how robotics and artificial intelligence are taking over the world, uh, including 
our very lives and our livelihoods, Gons. You know, over the years, I've uh, I've made some pretty good predictions on uh, career paths that the younger viewers uh, or, or older, if you're looking to change your career, um, but especially those trying to, uh, you know, figure out the career path of the future. Uh, basically, just become a blockchain coder or a podcaster. Either one of those. I would recommend the coder, though. Um, but... Today is kind of, uh, this one's, I'm talking to you kids. Anyways, this is coming from scientificamerican.com, and the title is This Robot Can Rap Really? That's right, Guns. What if your digital assistant could battle rap? Oh, you can see this was <laughs> written by... <laughs> <laughs> the an older a more mature person because it's called rap battle not battle rap although battle rap sounds like a uh christmas uh contest my grandmother would enter at the mall or something what if your digital assistant could battle rap that may sound far-fetched but gil weinberg a music technologist at the georgia institute of technology has adapted a musical robot called shimon 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 to compose lyrics and perform in real time that means it can engage in rap conversations with humans and maybe even help them compose their own lyrics shimon uh, which was intentionally designed to sound machine like is meant to be one of a kind musical collaborator of an inhuman rap battle opponent and then the article just kind of goes into the history of computer music but we have a little sample a little sample for everybody here gons on the ones and twos hit it well before i hit it let me just set oh, it up geez. what you're gonna hear i set you up perfectly i know you did but it's it's gotta you gotta give a little context okay what you're gonna hear is a human rapping at this robot arm with a head face thing and then you will hear the obvious robot responding to the the rap so uh, here's shimon but he can't be one because i got the vocabulary off the top and i often rock closing up shop Hey, with your pulse vision, social indigestion. Ask attention. The solution is passing by. We are the servants of the world's 4D world's it is an arm. Yes. It is a robotic arm with a little, little cute little robot head with a mouth on it. So it is an official Flippy update. Uh, I got to say, they said it was intentionally sounded robotic. Um, they nailed it. Yeah. They nailed it. <laughs> it sounds intentionally robotic for sure. But uh, there you go, kids. Watch out. Because if you're thinking uh, rapper was going to be your career path, uh, we got this little guy, Shimon. He's coming at you. What I love in this video is the rapper who is ba battle rapping um, against the robot. It just seems tickled pink to be in this situation. <laughs> he's he's really making sure everybody knows that uh, he's enjoying his time there, uh, battle rapping with this robot. He's gonna but, tell yeah. his kids, <clears throat> "I was the first what? one." To, to battle rap with the robots. 
Yes, yes, he knows he's going down in history. Um, a couple interesting things, though. This this might seem a little uh, less than uh, enthusiasm, enthusiasm inspiring, I guess. Less than inspiring of a rapping robot. The interesting thing about this is it is... Uh, compiling these verses in real time. Right. So these are not pre-programmed. These are not, uh, you know, this is happening in real time AI processing, which is pretty impressive, um, you know, compared to other talking robots where most of it's all pre-programmed and it's just set to respond to uh, certain commands. So that's pretty cool, but just pretty much just that. That's all. I couldn't even really understand half of what it was saying, <laughs> but they are trying very hard. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't go for the humanoid thing, you know, just because one of the problems we've seen recently is like, we're trying to make it as human as possible. And right. It never turns out well. So at least they stuck with the robot thing. Or that could just be an excuse of like, we couldn't make it sound human. So we'll just tell them that we made it, you know, we tried well, to make see, it sound robotic. Yeah. It's kind of a similar thing with the uh, the uncanny valley. Yep. You try to make it too human looking. It just kind of looks creepy. And I think the same is with voices because Sophia, the robot, mm-hmm. um, you know, they try to make her as lifelike as possible, uh, which just makes her creepier and creepier. But the voice is part of that. Yeah. You know, they try to make it a very realistic human sounding voice. I think purposefully making this guy's voice robotic is the right way to go. I don't want to be tricked into thinking that it's a human wrapping when it's really a, a toaster. Um, so there you go. Just watch kids, man. You, it's okay to wrap in your spare time, but uh, the robots are coming for that whole industry. So watch out. Well, you, maybe in the future wars will be fought with battle rap instead battle of, rap. instead of physical war, you've got to <laughs> battle rap the robot. So work on your chops, kids. Yeah. Drop those lines. There you go. Well, what do you got for <laughs> updates? We interrupt this broadcast to give you a brief update. By the end of this timely interruption, you will be thoroughly updated. 33 is the number of completion of the Great War. We always start off with a 33 update, or a couple of them anyway. 33 is the Illuminati dog whistle. And this, according to People.com, see how Windsor Castle is decorated for Queen Elizabeth's First Christmas there in 33 years. Wow. Yeah. So, Why? Uh, I don't know. But Queen Elizabeth is spending the holiday in Windsor, and her palace is already filled with festive decorations, including a giant Christmas tree. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad they included that. Your favorite pagan holiday would not be complete without <laughs> a giant burning effigy. I'm getting mixed information about the pagan holiday thing. It certainly was pagan. Uh, yes. But there was some, some of the early church fathers and some of some, uh, anyway, well, we, we don't have to get into it now, but there, <laughs> okay. there is some stuff out there that we're, I noticed and read that. Although that conversation will be had will. as is tradition we will. this month. We will. <laughs> we will. In, the, in the next few weeks, we certainly will get into the Christmas debate. Yeah, we will. We'll definitely talk about it because it's really easy to just say it's all pagan. There does seem to be some tradition rooted in some early church type of stuff, but I move on to the other 33 update. This is heavy.com. Juno star Ellen Page comes out as transgender. My name is Elliot. And yeah. uh, we, we heard, of, I'm sure you, everyone saw this story a couple days ago, but what wasn't really mentioned, and this was, uh, who was it? Somebody on Twitter 
pointed this out to us. I was trying to look for it. Yeah, so we'll give him the credit for pointing this out. But it says here, Ellen Page, best known for their for their work in the film Juno. Uh, best known for their work? That's really interesting. It's, it's the Ellen Page, oh, yeah. best known for their work. Um, because I believe part of this er, is because they posted their pronouns and as they, it's he, they, they. not an expert in exactly what that means, but did not go with he, him is going with he, they, all right, which I guess I didn't know was an option. It's an option. Okay. Well, Split personalities, satanic ritual abuse. Let's, you know, it's all a, a possibility. But the big thing that people weren't talking about, the 33-year-old. Yes. At 33. 33 years old. They made the transition. Yep. Um, I will take this opportunity to bring up my uh, my ever, ever increasing, <laughs> my ever growing campaign uh, to get chrono pronouns normalized. Uh, so, you know, I'm Basil, uh, am, and will be. Fantastic. Gons, what are your chrono pronouns? I will have to think about it. Mm, okay. See, that's not very woke of you. No, but it's okay. You should know this. All right. Uh, what about Gons Eternal? <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Gons Eternal. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the name of the uh, the documentary I make about you yeah. when you inevitably get, uh, you know, forcefully sucked into the uh, singularity, the a- AI singularity. Yes, and I will yeah. communicate where I'm at from the other side, but it mm-hmm. but it won't really be me. You see, it'll be a false algorithm, a yeah. false prophet, Guns eternal. Yeah. So, okay, what's next? Just letting you know, it's not me. It's not me in there. Mm. Okay. Uh, another number that keeps popping up that uh, I've been keeping my eye on, obviously for reasons that are pretty obvious, is the number 666. And we have a little jingle here that I put together. And uh, it's we'll see if it gets by the algorithms. But uh, here it is. As Iron Maiden, the number of the beast. Gons, how could you play the devil's favorite song on our show? Well, it's uh, it's it's just a jingle to lead us into the six 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 update here. AlbanianDailyNews.com, the most authoritative Albanian source in English. Oh, that's yeah. good to Did know. Did you know that? I will say, at the moment that we are uh, reading this six six six. Story, there is 333 live viewers on one of our platforms. Oh, wow. I think that's total, actually. Low number today. Yeah, that's well, we're that's only total. a couple minutes in. Yeah. The headline is 666, I'm sorry, 666 Albanian anti maskers fined. So Ooh. 666 people have been fined in the last 24 hours. For non-compliance with restrictive measures, such as wearing a mask in public places and not moving after 22 hours or 22. The mask of the beast. Yep. We finally found. Well, that was one of the reasons why, uh, you know, we sort of debunked the mask as the mark of the beast was because, you know, there has to be 666 associated with the mark in some way. 
Um, but there you go. 666 people have been fined in Albania for not uh, wearing a mask. I will say I've heard a lot of great things about Albania. Yeah, that's maybe why they're going after him with the I 666 know. and the mask and the whole deal. Just keep it, keep it in mind there. Something okay. weird. Something okay. weird. So we'll keep an, an eye out for other 666s in the headlines because it seems to be popping up a little bit more than it used to. I don't know if it that's has been a recently, thing. Yeah. yeah. It's they're just triggering people. All right. Next up, real quick here. Whether you believe that it's uh, just lights on the firmament or not, popsugar.com reported Jupiter and Saturn will align to create the first Christmas star in nearly 800 years. And uh, what's, what's going to happen here is uh, I love how they call it a Christmas miracle. Hasn't happened in 800 years and it's going to happen on the summer solstice, or I'm sorry, the winter solstice, December 21st, Jupiter and Saturn will align so closely in the night sky that they'll almost appear to collide from our vantage point. Interesting. Yeah. Creating a radiant point of light often referred to as the star of Bethlehem or Mm. the Christmas star. Okay. Pretty crazy. Well, you know, interestingly enough, on December 21st, after the adjusted calendar for the Mayan calendar, uh, that's when the world's supposed to end. So, yeah, I, I was reading some stuff. Uh, people sent us the note, too, that the guy who said that was joking. And then but he had to, like, delete his thing because people took it too seriously. So that's interesting because I got it from uh, it was a, a Ph.D. candidate. Oh, in, in uh, <laughs> maybe he was, was joking. It? it was something weird. It was a woman and she was a PhD candidate in, I can't remember history or something like that. Seemed relevant at the time. Well, uh, and she just went into the whole thing. That's where I heard about it. So maybe, I don't know whether, it, whether it is correct or not. Maybe this PhD student is uh, going to some online university. Yeah, maybe she had some stuff that she wanted to happen in 2012, and it didn't happen. So she's just banking on <laughs> this time around. This time well, it'll go down. I think people are. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are. More, it's more wishful thinking this year than it was in 2012. Yeah, but it's it, like, oh please, oh please, let it be over. What I want to know is who did who calls this this conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn the Star of Bethlehem. Nobody calls it that. <laughs> this article says it does. <laughs> which this article has had 2.3 million shares, by the way. So a lot of people excited about the Star of Bethlehem this year, wow. which could be wow. uh, a sign to usher in the Antichrist. I mean, just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> That's not a bad point. Yeah. The counterfeit signs and wonders, you know? Mm, All yes. right. Uh, more updates here. Something good, kind of. This is a a while since we've heard that jingle. I know I'm trying to include good things, (laughs) perhaps almost an entire year. Yeah, I'm trying to include and this is not a good person. I'll twist it around. Okay. Okay. MSmagazine.com. The good bots, one cyborg that's killing the trolls with kindness. And uh, this this article is in the context of oh, women are really on Twitter and social media. They really get uh you know these the trolls really go after the women and so they put together this uh bot 
called the Parody Bot. And uh, it was to counteract online abuse by sending human written positive tweets using a machine learning model to automatically evaluate a tweet's sentiment. ParodyBot scores tweets for toxicity and responds by sending a positive tweet if a certain threshold of negativity is breached. The positive oh, wow. tweets are contributed by humans and vetted by the Arito Labs team and offer supportive, encouraging messages for women candidates. So, you know, this is a super pro-women story. Yeah, just women? Yeah, but I, I was going to say, not a bad idea to just have more of this, just in all contexts, not just, just for in women. General, yeah. just try <laughs> just to, in general. Just in general. Yeah, it reminds me, again, I guess we're reminded a lot of this, but uh, Ghostbusters 2, where there's the, the river of evil beneath yeah. the, the city. Yes. Uh, it's kind of how the internet is. It doesn't matter where you go. There's always some sort of river of negativity flowing sure. beneath it. Uh, but yeah, maybe just the robots got to bring the positivity, man. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to use robots and AI and machine learning, might as well give them a positive spin yeah. and make them uh, to the people, you know, just, I, I don't know about the negativity score and all that, but. At least, uh, at least they're pushing positive messages on Twitter, which okay. will be uh, flagged by the trolls. As <laughs> it'll be fact checked, it'll be fact checked and flagged. You fact and- check all these positive posts, <laughs> all these bots. Yeah, these horrible bots, 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 and bots, and yeah. knocks and socks. Nitro FZ one in the uh, Twitch chat just said, "Guns is a flippy lover." Oh yeah. Wife flippy is really- lover is the funniest insult. Everybody needs to start calling people flippy lovers. <laughs> yeah, wife's no not happy context. about that. No context. no context. Yeah. All right. One more quick update here. A pandemic special. And this one, I love this. This was uh, tweeted out by Rex Chapman, but this went viral this morning. Things escalated quickly on CNBC this morning. This is fantastic. Do you want to check this out? This is Rick Santelli. Uh, with, uh, I don't know the other guy's name, but he's like a young anchor on CNBC and they got into it. Can't tell me that shutting down, which is the easiest answer is necessarily the only answer. Rick, I just, I, I just as a, as a, as a public health and public service announcement, uh, for the audience, the difference wait, between wait, a big box retailer, who is this? Hold on. The difference between <laughs> it's Andrew, who else? the different, who the else? difference between who a else? big box retailer Hold on. The difference between a big box retailer and a restaurant or frankly, even a, a church are so different. It's unbelievable. Going I into a big box retailer, I you're wearing. I disagree. You're wearing you can a mask. have your thoughts and I you're can have mine. You're required to wear a mask. I disagree. I, it's science. I'm sorry. It's science. If <laughs> it's you're wearing a mask, science. it's a different story. 500 people at a Lowe's aren't any safer than 150 people in a restaurant that holds 600. I don't believe it. Sorry. Don't believe okay. it. And I you, live in an area don't... where there's a lot of restaurants that have fought back and they don't have any problems. And they're open. Okay. You don't have to believe it, but let me just say this. You're doing a I disservice to I the won't. viewer because the viewers need to you understand it. You are doing it. a disservice we, we to the viewer. You are. You are. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, 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 I, I would like to keep our viewers as healthy as humanly possible. The idea of packing people into yeah. restaurants. I think our viewers are smart enough to make part of those decisions on their completely own. Different I don't things. think that I'm much smarter different than all the viewers like some people do. Yeah, this one's CNBC. 
CNBC, and both of these yeah. guys are employed by CNBC. Maybe Rick yeah. Santelli not so much longer. You know what? But- the, my suspicion is that this is sort of controlled opposition. Mm. And uh, I mean, I I love what uh, for those who are watching live, it's very funny to watch. On the right, the the yelling man is a. You know, an older guy, and uh, he's kind of red-faced, and yes, he's very uh, passionate about this. I like his attitude. And the uh, <laughs> the the other guy, the guy on the left, is kind of a younger, kind of just normal-looking guy, but he's, man, if he's much over 30, not much. Yeah. Uh, and obviously much less experience handling these types of things on air. <laughs> so it, the th- the thing that got me here and makes me kind of think maybe this is a controlled opposition type of situation is, you know, you got the older guy screaming about masks and you got the the younger calmer sort of frustrated millennial uh who's saying his literal words you're required to wear a mask it's science (laughs) (laughs) it is scientifically true that we are required to wear a mask that we can agree uh but yeah this is fun i like this guy so you think this is a a psyop to uh, perpetuate the division of ageism and uh, i think yeah well what i think is they are this is cnbc which no you know very few sort of hardcore conservative people would even consider tuning into i think yeah um but i think putting this guy on here to really and you're watching this guy when he is uh when when the younger guy is talking this what's his name rick santorin no the older guy is rick santelli i don't know the younger guy's name well that's what i was saying so uh when the younger guy is talking the rick guy is just making these faces he's folding his arms he's making like these pouty faces pointing that he's just (laughs) pointing he's very animated i think this was uh, uh created to give maybe conservatives or, or older people, someone to relate to on this channel to keep uh, them tuned in, to keep them tuned in. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it went viral, so it worked. I think that's what it is. We got some good ISOs from this though. I disagree. That's a good one to make sure. <laughs> you know, anytime we disagree with something, we can throw that in. And this yeah. one, it, it's good, but the younger guy steps all over it. It's, you're wearing not a mask, it's a different. <laughs> I do. Yeah. It's you're required to wear a mask. It's science. That's not science. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it for the updates. 16 minutes okay. and 18 seconds for the updates, Basil. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you did a good job keeping it short today. You yeah. Win. I win. Okay. Well, <laughs> time to go into our second update <laughs> segment here. But this is, uh, we got a little series of things about uh, the Wack Chain. Wack Chain. Okay, so we're going to start out over at CNN.com here. See what they have to say uh, about what's going on with the Wack Chain. Um, the headline is vaccination cards will be issued to everyone getting COVID-19 vaccine, health officials say. The Department of Defense released the first images of a COVID-19 vaccination record car and vaccination kits on Wednesday. Good to know. So now we know how to Photoshop our own. <laughs> <laughs> I know they have a little picture here. They they gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> 
Get to work, Photoshop kids. Uh, Vaccination cards will be used as the, quote, simplest way to keep track of the COVID-19 shots, said Dr. Kelly Moore, associate director of the Immunization Action Coalition, which is supporting frontline workers who will administer COVID-19 vaccinations. A Department of Health and Human Services employee holds a COVID-19 vaccine record card. November. Oh, I just read the the caption to that image. Uh, Quote. Everyone will be issued a written card that they can put in their wallet that will tell them what they had and when their next dose is due, Moore said. Let's do the simple, easy thing first. Everyone's going to get that. Um, You know, just before we go on, I think this is interesting. Out of all the talk, all the hype and the talk and the money and the companies and the investments, um, to make your COVID-19 tracking apps and you're going to have your, you know, your blockchain certified vaccination record and everything. They're, they're finally just like, eh, no, Here's we'll a card. give everybody a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> they can just carry it around in their wallet. Let's make it simple. Uh, vaccination clinics will also be reporting to their state immunization registries what vaccine was given so that, for example, an entity could run a query if it didn't know where a patient got a first dose. Moore said many places are planning to ask patients to voluntarily provide a cell phone number so they can get a text message telling them when and where the next dose is scheduled to be administered. Every dose administered will be reported to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, said Claire Hanan, executive director of the Association of Immunization Managers. The CDC did not immediately respond to CNN's inquiry about whether such a database would include a record of everyone immunized. And there is the concern. And of course, the CDC did not immediately respond to that. Um... As far as vaccine kits, the DOD image shows the kits include a card, a needle, and a syringe, alcohol wipes, and a mask. Operation Warp Speed has 100 million vaccine kits ready to go. Uh, If and when distribution of a coronavirus vaccine starts, General Gustave Perna, Warp Speed's chief operating officer, said last month. The images come as two companies, Pfizer and Moderna, await emergency use authorization in the United States, a panel with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is expected to discuss whether to authorize the EUAs on December 10 and 17th. Wow, that's coming quick. Um, oh, no. Okay. For, for a second, I was thinking that we were in Vax Week for the U.K., but that's next week. Reminder. UK listeners, next week is Vax Week. Your vaccinations start. Make sure to send in your boots on the ground reports. Uh, Let us know how that's being received. Moving on. Should Pfizer and Moderna get the authorization, the vaccine's first shipments could happen December 15th and 22nd, respectively, according to a document from the federal government's Operation Warp Speed. Initial supplies in the United States will be limited, and the wider population won't have access to vaccines until months into 2021. A CDC panel recommended Tuesday that healthcare and long-term care workers get inoculated first. By February, 100 million Americans could be vaccinated against the coronavirus. Monsef Slaoui, chief advisor uh, to Operation Warp Speed, said Wednesday. Uh, that's it. There you go. So we're all <laughs> going to get a little card, Gons, after all the hubbub. I know. About... about 
chips and implantations. Well, uh, get ready. You're going to don't laminate it, though. You're not allowed. Most people born in the United States anyway, in the last mm-hmm. 30, 40, 50 years have gotten mm-hmm. maybe not 50. Well, maybe about 50 have gotten some kind of vaccine when yeah. as, as children. And mm-hmm. we have our immunization cards. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm and I don't know the protocol of how it works currently. Do the hospitals just keep a record, a duplicate record of that? Or I have no idea. As yeah. I've mentioned in the past, I've recently had to get certain vaccinations to travel to like Africa and stuff. Yeah. I they gave me a little card. It's a little yellow card. I lost it. I have no idea where it is. <laughs> so you must get it again, Basil. Yeah. And this time. Remember- I remember, you know, you got to show it to the guy as you're going into certain African countries. Uh, I just thought it was such a silly system. Like if you know what they look like, you can just, they didn't, they didn't like check any numbers. They didn't do anything. They just look at it and you just keep walking. But yeah, what they don't tell you about is the watermark that's on the blockchain. The blockchain isotopic watermark. Yeah. On the paper. That's, that's how they're going to get us. We'll see. <laughs> well, uh, keeping up with the Waxin updates, there's a few things uh, to bring up other stories and headlines. Um, this one is concerning, well, a couple of these are concerning uh, PSYOPs, if you ask me. And I don't have my PSYOP jingle. I thought I had it ready to go. Oh, no. Uh, oh, boy. I need to get a, a better database to pull up some of these uh, jingles here. And this headline is from CNBC, where the arguments took place with those two guys earlier. Headline, would you be willing to get a COVID vaccine in exchange for a $1,500 stimulus check? Oh, yeah. How one bold proposal would work. Uh, I'll just read the bullet points here. Americans are eager for more one-time stimulus checks. While the U.S. government is working to get COVID-19 vaccinations to the American people, now one proposal from former Congressman John Delaney aims to help both sides by providing stimulus checks in exchange for getting vaccinated. The goal, to reach a 75% vaccination rate faster, which could save both lives and the U.S. economy. Hey, you can do both. Save the economy and you. Oh, boy. I don't know. This is a... If there was any argument for this idea of vaccines and mark of the beast, I mean, we always caution against concluding with that. But I mean, this moves kind of in that direction. There's an economic interest (laughs) with getting the vaccine. The the assumptions they're making here is hilarious uh, because, you know, yeah, if you're going to get the vaccine, you're going to get the vaccine for those who are not against it. But (laughs) If you're against the vaccine, look, I know times are tough, but I think people who are really, you know, authentically against getting the vaccine, I don't think $1,500 is going to convince them. I think there's somebody in leadership who is really overestimating uh, people's desire for $1,500. Yeah, but also if you look at it from the Hegelian dialectic narrative, it makes kind of sense. It's like, all right. Release the virus, destroy the economy, and then because this this type of thing, what's crazy is that you know a few months ago people were like, oh, they're not gonna do anything like this because I heard this narrative of like, hey, yeah, 
get a mm-hmm. stimulus check in exchange for a vaccine. And they're like, no, you crazy conspiracy theorist. Right. And now it's kind of like, that's kind of a good idea. Let's try that. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the great. That's exactly correct. You know, when this all first happened, people were calling that. I think we talked about it. Yeah, we mentioned it. Um, and yeah, that, that's exactly what they went for. <laughs> and the sad and sort of the twisted thing about this is um, this kind of goes into the socioeconomic disadvantages of, mm. uh, you know, of, of, the, of the vaccine, which is. Uh, you know, they're not 100% sure if it's safe and it'll take you out of work. They specifically say, like, plan not to go to work for three days when you get the vaccine because you're going to be so sick uh, from the side effects. Um, and the people who would get the vaccine for $1,500 are going to be the people who really need $1,500. And unfortunately, again, when it comes to these vaccines, they love testing it on poor people. They love testing it on, uh, you know, third world countries and uh, minorities in America and things like that, all in the name of uh, equity or whatever. But really, testing an unsafe vaccine on poor people is pretty much the sickest thing you could think to do. And you know, luring them in with $1,500 again has really sinister undertones that I think there's just a lot of, uh, they're, they're tone deaf to. They're tone deaf, but they know certain people because of the economic situation that everybody's in right now, they yeah. know people are going to comply. And so it's a good carrot on a stick to dangle in front of people. And uh, they, it's not the only thing. Let me take this next one. You can take the last one. Sure. Uh, if if the fifteen hundred dollars is not enough to convince you, uh, maybe this will convince you. State-sponsored propaganda machinery. <laughs> CNN.com. Former presidents Obama, Bush, and Clinton volunteered to get coronavirus vaccine publicly to prove it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is? Oh my gosh. Oh man. So, real quick before we get into this, Old Tabox made a point. A good point. Poor yeah. people don't sue. Ah. So if. If the, uh, you know, if the vaccine goes wrong, you know, the poor people who got the 1500 bucks are not going to, uh, they don't have the $1,500 is not going to pay for the lawyers to get your, uh, compensation from the vaccine court. Maybe Elon can launch an anti-vax, uh, campaign lawsuit and he'll pay for the, the lawyers and everybody can jump on board. Yeah. What are you going to do? Elon, <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Which, by the way, I think people saw the Starlink satellites the last couple days. People were seeing it in the sky. And I saw you tweeted that. Yeah, there was there were people saying that they saw it, and I was trying to get some pictures. If anybody caught it, there was one picture that was shared, and you know, it's kind of a blurry thing. I, it's it's just crazy. I think we're going to have a bunch of starry things happening in the sky in the next decade here. But was it or was it not in the shape of Elon's face? Not yet, but it's coming. Oh, okay. It's yeah. coming. Uh, All but right. the story back to, back to ex-presidents. <laughs> the story here, CNN, former presidents Barack Obama, George W. Bush, and Bill Clinton are volunteering to get their COVID-19 vaccines on camera to yeah, promote right. public confidence in the vaccine safety once the U.S. and Food Administration, uh, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration authorizes one. 
The three most recent former presidents hope an awareness campaign to promote confidence in its safety and effectiveness would be a powerful message as American public health officials try to convince the public to take the vaccine. So powerful. (laughs) This is having, this is, I don't know. I think this is going to have the opposite effect. Obviously it's going to be like a lot of people saying, uh, how do we even know that it's not just a placebo? Number one. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to point that out. (laughs) You can have retractable needle, fake injections. You can have just saline, like they're going to take it live on TV, but you're not going to see the president's live stream for three days as they suffer from the side effects (laughs) or yeah. Yeah. One or the other. I'm really hoping I want to see all three of them cash their $1,500 check. Oh, that's what I want. <laughs> that's a good point I, I for some reason my brain when i saw this story and i saw people sharing it around I, I i don't know why i must have been very tired i haven't been getting much sleep recently because of the the baby and you mm-hmm. know me and my wife we take shifts and so i take the night shift into you know 3 4 a.m so it's it's been a rough few days here but i saw this story and all i can think of was uh here it's gonna happen they're gonna vaccinate like obama and Obama's mm-hmm. going to be like, see, look at that. No, nothing happened. And then he's going to like morph into a reptilian. Just <laughs> lizard eyes will yeah. come out. <laughs> Just, and the world will finally know. And then David Icke's going to come out and say, you know, I told you. And that was the yeah. other thing. Um, somebody uh, mentioned on Twitter on, on my feed when I shared this, uh, this story. Um, you know, they should get like a, a skeptic, like a true skeptic out there, like a David Icke or whoever. I mean, maybe not David Icke, but like. Somebody that's or Alex Jones, get Alex Jones to actually give the the vaccine. If you want to really <laughs> convince the crowd of people that that you know, well, although if uh, can you imagine Alex Jones and these guys in the same room, they would it would be oh my god prime time TV know what would happen. Oh, Alex would start yelling celebrity death match. Oh, turn it would to a wrestling match. That'd be hilarious. I might even pay to watch that. I would pay to watch that pay per view. You would yes. pay per view. Uh, would it just be Alex Jones? I mean, he's well, that's he's what I'm saying. Pretty, he's, a, he's a pretty stout guy. Well, he's stout. And, yeah, he would he would hurt these guys. Bush, Obama, and Clinton. I mean, Clinton is so no Clinton. Yeah, he'd be point. like, uh, he's yeah. fine. Nothing to happen yeah. there. Yeah. Bush, you know, he, he's okay, but he doesn't really know what he's doing in the ring. I would be uh, a little worried about Obama. I think he's kind of scrappy. <laughs> I've seen him Obama throw some three scrappy. pointers. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. I can I can take him out, yeah, but you know, he's a little bit more athletic. It. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there you go. I mean, yeah, not buying it. Nobody's buying. Nobody it. is buying it, and this is going to be a, a spectacle. I, I can't wait to watch this. It's such an all, insulting uh, uh, assumption as well. Lots of insulting assumptions. I think that's the lesson so far uh, with this whole vaccine update. It's it's very insulting to the American people where it's like, oh, yes, who do we trust? The presidents. <laughs> Bush? <laughs> oh, I trust that guy. I'm totally down with everything he did. Oh, Obama? Trustworthy guy. Uh, Bill Clinton? Oh, sure. Whatever he says is true. It depends what is is. I totally get it. Uh, the the assumption that we would feel better about something because you know three of <laughs> some of the most dishonest Americans uh, presidents well they're all dishonest but I don't know it's just it's silly it's it's almost like a 
it kind of seems like a throwback, you know, mm-hmm. to a, a bygone era where <laughs> where Americans would see the president do something and also want to do it. I don't think that happens very often. Well, that that's what I was thinking. Who who's the guy or the gal who's going to be like, look. It's not a partisan issue. Obama, Bush, and Clinton got together and took the 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 wax. You know, is that's going to be the argument, right? It's safe yeah. and it's nonpartisan. It's this unity, yeah, uh, sort of facade. Sure, but anyway, there it is. Uh, there's one more quick uh, piece here <laughs> from our Waxine update, and it's a it's a bait and switch. Real quick, peachy. <laughs> PG and YouTube says, why are they treating us like we're kids? Like they're going to eat vegetables on camera for us next. <laughs> it made me think of, uh, you know, you, when you got a kid, you're trying to get him to eat their food. You turn the fork into an airplane. Sure. Here comes the choo-choo. Open up for the choo-choo. They're going to start doing that with the, uh, the vaccine uh, syringes. Yeah. Here comes the spaceship. He's got to land on your arm. Fantastic. Stop. Excellent. All right, bait and switch time. Bait and switch. Um, I'm going to come from the Wall Street Journal. And here was a fun little surprise. Uh, the, <laughs> a real change of tone from literally two days ago. Um, the article is titled, Supply Chain Obstacles Led to Last Month's Cut to Pfizer's COVID-19 Vaccine Rollout Target. When Pfizer Inc. said last month... You know, it's funny they're saying this last month thing because um, the articles that we were reading last episode, this was two days ago, they were still saying they were going to, you know, have all these vaccines ready. So this last month thing is a little uh, shady. When Pfizer Inc. said last month it expected to ship half of the COVID-19 vaccines it had originally planned for this year, the decision highlighted the challenges drug makers face in rapidly building supply chains to meet the high demand. Quote, scaling up the raw material supply chain took longer than expected, a company spokeswoman said. Quote, and it's important to highlight that the outcome of the clinical trial was somewhat later than the initial projection. Pfizer still expects to roll out more than a billion doses in 2021, as originally planned. Pfizer and Germany-based partner BioNTech SE had hoped to roll out 100 million vaccines worldwide by the end of this year, a plan that was reduced to 50 million on November 9th. The UK UK on Wednesday granted emergency use authorization for the vaccine, becoming the first Western country to start administering vaccines doses. The two-shot vaccine also is being reviewed by the Food and Drug Administration in the U.S., where a similar authorization could come later this month and a rollout before the end of the year. The U.S. regulator also is considering a vaccine developed by Cambridge, Massachusetts-based Moderna, and that's the one that had a lot of troubles during the trial, uh, that could uh, begin shipping before Christmas. Oh, we could have our vaccines in before Christmas, Gons. The doses are among an array of vaccines that have been developed this year as the coronavirus pandemic has raged across much of the world. Raged across much of the world. Authorities estimate nearly blah, blah, blah. And then they gave us all the all the numbers that we already know. Um, But so there you go. I mean, this is interesting. They're sort of backdating this this uh, this these numbers, these um, 
what am I trying to say? Dosage manufacturing numbers. Yeah. Well, I, I think that this is a once we know that this is all fluky and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's interesting when the wall street journal has to get out there and, and cover some of this information, you know, mm-hmm. that you know how wonky it is. It's not yeah. like some fringe it's blog whack. pointing whack these team. things out. It's uh, it's the wall street journal. So that, you know, but no, yeah. you know, people aren't going to read this article. Hey, Obama got it. Hey, look at me. <laughs> I'm fine. Well, uh, <laughs> You know, it's interesting. Oh, well, I totally forgot what it was. I had something highlighted and it's totally gone. Uh, well, nothing's interesting. That was this Pfizer. Is boring. That was Pfizer taking over your, your, <laughs> yes. your thing there. <laughs> they sent me the, uh, the flashing signal in my VR headset here to stop talking about it. <laughs> uh, oh, well, the interesting, th- the fun part about it is that these guys have already been paid. You know, oh, they got yeah. paid billions of dollars earlier this year they're really under no they're not under a ton of pressure they've already been paid uh yeah. you know it's kind of like eh, yeah we'll ship them when we get them don't worry about it yeah uh and just as a quick side note and we've talked about the pcr tests but there was a uh a, a paper that was uh that came out that challenged that was a challenge by 22 international scientists Mm-hmm. against the main uh, scientific article that uh, created the RT-PCR test uh, as the main way to test for the COVID-19. Right. And, and you know, the, they basically use the paper as like, okay, yeah, deploy it, get, test everyone with this methodology. Right. At, at the end where, of last as month. As we know, as, as you've brought up before, you had a good segment on it. PCR is not technically a test. It's an amplification process. Right. right. It's a process. And uh, yeah, so a bunch of scientists came out and called out the flaws in that paper and how it should, none of it, none of the ways, at least the PCR test, or not the test, but the process, the PCR process should not have been deployed to the amount that they have to determine if somebody is uh, suffering or has contracted the virus. And so, you know, it's just headlines and information that you're not going to get. Maybe not headlines, I'm sorry, more like information that you're not going to get in headlines in the mainstream media because it goes against the narrative. But yeah, this is the one problem here in just looking at the discussion with this topic is that there is no hard consensus amongst even the scientific community of what this is, the severity of it, how to treat it there. So anybody that's out there that says, you know, like Fauci, Fauci out there saying science is truth. It's nonsense because (laughs) again, there's no consensus. Scientists can't even agree what to do here. And yeah, uh, the the political use of some of the ways in which this has played out are being called out by other scientists, right? So yeah, just uh, yeah. You know, well, some that's more the ammo. funny thing. We're up to like a hundred thousand sci- uh, doctors and scientists worldwide who are you know they're not all saying that like COVID's a hoax or something, but they're they're coming against different aspects of the official mainstream narrative, right? And uh, you know, that number just keeps growing. And according to the mainstream, it's a growing number of faulty fake doctors who, (laughs) you know, are being paid by the 
the conservative right to lie to the people. It's like, okay, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so against conspiracy theories, but not when they're your conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Those are all of the vaccine updates. Fun. Uh, setting up for vaccine week next week in UK. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the UK area. Let us know UK friends, how that goes. If you Wax have to week. put up, put up your shield. And, uh, you know, close your doors. I don't know how it's going to work. And scan us, uh, scan us a couple of uh, vaccine licenses if you get them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. There you go. Although <laughs> it'll it'll have weird English on there, you know, <laughs> spell different stuff. Ye old vaccine certification. <laughs> uh, Sorry, okay. British listeners. I'm just making fun. We love our British listeners. Okay. <laughs> okay. We, uh, let's move on here to a couple of main stories. This one is regarding what would go down if and when, I would say if Biden takes hold of the presidency. It's got to be biblical. The race wars. Race wars. The race war. I've warned you and warned you and warned you. And this story is from WND.com. So it's a very right-leaning outlet. Uh, World Net Daily, so keep that in mind, and we'll talk about it. Headline, Secular Democrats Urge Biden to Pounce on U.S. Christianity. Sweeping agenda calls In God We Trust a Relic of McCarthyism. Mm-hmm. Uh, the article states, a Democratic Political Action Committee representing secular values issued a sweeping agenda for Joe Biden to reverse many of President Trump's advances for religious liberty and, quote, restore a vision of constitutional secularism. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Repeal religious liberty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Secular Democrats of America, PAC, and Reps Jamie Raskin, uh, D- Democrat in Maryland, I think, and Jared Huffman, Democrat in California, members of the Congressional Free Thought Caucus, were behind the 28-page document, which was issued Monday. It would ban religious organizations from participating in government programs, support governors, governors who want to close down churches, Amid the COVID pandemic, require new disclosures from churches, overturn religious rights precedents, uh, such as the Hobby Lobby case, prevent mention of creationism in education, and work for a de-radicalization of, quote, white Christian nationalism. The document declares the, quote, rise of white Christian nationalism is a national security threat. It goes on. It recommends to Biden. security threat. Yeah. Wow. That's... I've noticed that that is the dog whistle for both sides, you know, Republicans and Democrats. They'll throw yeah. out the, you know, this is a national security threat to whatever thing they don't like from the other side. Uh, it recommends to Biden that he, quote, encourages the Department of Homeland Security and Department of Justice to dedicate resources to de radicalization programs aimed at hate groups, including but not limited to white nationalists, increase monitoring of such groups including the online environment and take action to address increased hate crimes toward minority faith communities and shift rhetoric to label violent white nationalist extremists as terrorists. Jeez. That's what I'm saying, man. This goes back to my rant from last episode. Yeah. You know, talking about giving Trump uh, the power to do some uh, uh, military tribunals, et cetera, et cetera. 
Yeah, you might want it now, but if it doesn't work, or even if it does work, he can only be president for four more years. And in 2024, when a Democrat inevitably gets in, just because that's how the pendulum swings, you know, you never have two of any one party in charge for more than eight years. uh, Then that person, whoever it is, that Democrat would have the power to do or have the precedent rather to start military tribunals and uh, martial law specifically for America's biggest national security threat, white Christians. <laughs> white and Christians. you won't even have habeas corpus. It'll be all military tribunals for you, church folk. The PAC wants and, to and rid me, the... will be at the top of the list. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. I, I, well, there's no proof that you're white. They don't know who I am. <laughs> well, they can't get Basil, but they can... <laughs> They can get uh, me. (laughs) (laughs) The PAC wants to rid the nation entirely of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which was adopted in 1992 to protect religious expressions and has been integral in several religious liberty victories in court. Document insists government funding should be non-sectarian, calling for restoring secularism to the nation and protecting non-theists. It targets dozens of presidential executive orders for elimination including those that promote free speech, provide for equal participation by faith organizations, encourage, uh, encourage the strengthening of black colleges, allow employers to be exempt from Obamacare's abortion funding mandate based on their faith, protect healthcare providers from being forced to violate their faith, and protect the faith of federal program participants. The plan calls America's motto, quote, in God we trust, a, quote, relic of McCarthyism and the anti-atheist hysteria of the 1950s, uh, and says reference to quote Judeo-Christian values should be condemned, which is pretty. That's pretty crazy. Like that's that is crazy. Well, especially since Judeo-Christian values, they can hardly be called Judeo-Christian values in America because they're just kind of values. I mean, you take yeah. the Ten Commandments. Pretty much everybody's going to agree with the Ten Commandments, uh, even if you don't want to call them Ten Commandments. I think most people can agree. Yeah. Don't steal, don't kill people, don't, you know, do, well, there's 10 of them, you, you know, you know, the thing, (laughs) you know, the thing, the thing, you know, know. um, (laughs) but what, what's the word they use? Not abolish. What did they use? They want to, let's see. uh, uh, What's the sentence you just read? The plan calls America's motto. In God We Trust, a Relic of McCarthyism and the Anti-Atheist Hysteria of the 1950s. Oh, Condemned. Yeah, yeah. Condemned. Yeah, condemned. Judeo-Christian values. That is just Which, okay, madness. By the way, the, the hypocrisy here is that for the, the, these folks to even put together the Secular Democrats of America paper, they are basically standing on those Judeo-Christian values that are sort of inherent in our country to propose yeah. this. Yeah. So this is a, a, a Ouroboros, you know, snake eating his own tail type of thing. Which yeah, this makes is sense. hardcore. I got to say, I never thought that it would get this hardcore. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people knew. Uh, yeah, well, a, a lot of people talk about it. It's a fun thing to talk about. It's a lot of, you know, it's the type of alarmism that gets people to download your podcast, which we are not very good at. Um, <laughs> but... but uh but i mean that's to have it officially come out as it, it, now to be clear this is some organization recommending this to biden yeah 
Yeah, yeah okay. it, it's got politicians that are behind it's not it. His of, it's not his current no. official standing, but this is what his people are recommending to him. No, and I think part of the Hegelian dialectic, you know, the right-left paradigm, all that, You, if you look at the history of the evangelicalism in America, how it arose, it literally was uh, labeled by Truman, I think in the 50s, as a psychological operation. Mm. to f- combat ca- uh, communism. And so it's, it's almost like a long time setup for this. It's yeah. like, oh, let's get the whole movement going. And then in one fell swoop, let's label them, you know, terrorists and wipe them all I mean, out. With it is thing. so hardcore. It kind of has the stench of psyop on it. Yeah. Condemning well, the, right. Judeo-Christian values is such a radical statement, even for a secular you know, society is yeah. a pretty crazy statement to make. It kind of has a psyop waft to it. Yeah. Well, it's very atheist in its approach too, uh, and it insists politicians should not be allowed to say God and country. You can't, you're not allowed to say it. <laughs> okay. You know what? I was waiting for the right time to bring this up, but this, ref- this, uh, uh, this has happened before in the world. Of course, you know, China had a very extreme secularization mm-hmm. movement, um, but it also happened in Turkey not that long ago. And it was interesting that you brought this story here or that it popped up because I just listened to a, a program that really uh, talked about the Turkish secularization. And they went so far. Of course, there's a lot of Muslims in Turkey. They went so far to secularize that uh, women who wore headscarves um couldn't work for the government you couldn't be a nurse like you couldn't be you couldn't you couldn't get a job in turkey when you uh if you were wearing a headscarf because it was a sort of a sign that you had non-secular ideas and for the time now that doesn't mean a whole lot to us here because wearing headscarves is not really you know a, a big cultural thing but uh, at the time in Turkey, it, it almost started a civil war. It was wild. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the same thing that they're talking about here. You know? Yeah, the methods don't change here. There's nothing no. new under the sun. Um, for the sake of time, I, I think people get the point. There's just, you know, it keeps going here. Sure. And uh, we can move on. The one thing that I will mention at the very end of this article, it says that according to 538 analysis of data from the 2016 Cooperative Congressional Election Study, 9% of Democratic primary voters said they were atheist, uh, 8% said they were agnostic, and 18 identified, uh, 18% identified as nothing in particular. However, about half of those in the last group said they still attend worship occasionally. So we're talking about a very hmm. small group of even the Democratic Party that are you know, almost like militant atheists, I guess, yeah. uh, which is really ironic because all this is like, you know, secularism with this type of tone is religious. This is like a religious thing. They won't ever admit that. Yeah, totally. But it, it yeah. is their own religion, you know? So yeah. Anyway. Well, and it's interesting too, because Biden is, uh, or at least claims to be a practicing Catholic. Right. Yeah, he's, so, he's better Christian than all of us. <laughs> he's such a good Christian that he will make Christianity illegal, <laughs> just like in the days of Rome. Yeah. 
Yeah, well. We need to return. Maybe that's his plan. Maybe he's just such a good Christian that he wants to make Christianity illegal because, you know, historically the Christian church has flourished in times of persecution. So he's yeah. like, oh, if we make it illegal, then uh, it'll uh, the church will do better. What if after all of this, Biden is the Antichrist? <laughs> It'd be kind of disappointing to be, be like, oh, man. He's like. <laughs> and be. <laughs> the most disappointing antichrist. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Biden. <laughs> You're not even good enough to be the antichrist, Biden. Yeah. Get out of here. Okay. Along right, with this story, th- this story uh-huh. connects this next one that I'll, I'll throw to you. Uh, yeah. Because uh, it's it's almost like confirming some of what these secular Democrats are trying to do. Oh, yeah. You're right, Q. Yeah, you're going to love this. Uh, This is coming from Vice.com, so you know it's going to be edgy. But this is regarding uh, monolith, the the monoliths. There was a third (laughs) one that popped up in California. And then this happened. Mysterious monolith update. Racists destroy California monolith. Proclaim Christ superior to space aliens. Aliens? Oh my gosh. Oh no. The new California monolith was torn down overnight by a group of right wing young men who live streamed their vandalism in a grainy video posted on the blockchain streaming site D live. Shout out D live listeners. (laughs) We got four in right now. Do we have anybody on D live today? We got four. Are you back? Yeah, they didn't like me talking about the monolith. <laughs> Apparently, because you're a white nationalist. I'm white. I'm racist. Calls Jesus better than aliens. Okay, I'll just start over here. The new California monolith was torn down overnight by a group of right-wing young men who live-streamed their vandalism in a grainy video posted on the blockchain streaming site DLive. In the video, a group of three men are seen pushing the statue over and chanting, America first and Christ is king. The men, uh, one of whom was wearing a Make America Great Great Again headband, called part of the monolith's construction gay. What? <laughs> I've got to see this video. Uh, then replaced it monolith. Huh. Replaced it monolith. That's a typo. Yeah. Come on, Vice. Get it together. Come on, Vice. Then replaced it monolith with a wooden cross. It is a decidedly bleak turn in the ongoing monolith saga that has generally been a delightful distraction for a world wracked by a pandemic. Huh, okay. Uh, Quote, Christ is king in this country. We don't want illegal aliens from Mexico or outer space, a man in the video (laughs) says. So let's take this B down. Aliens. This sounds, this, I don't think this is real. I think this is. You think these are guys that are uh, trying to paint the whole narrative? I I think this has got to be some, uh, some, some saboteurs. This These are young guys too. So it's very, it would be very easy to be like, Hey, we'll give you 1500 bucks to go over there, tear down the monolith, put a cross up, talk about how you say, love Jesus and America, put most, on a MAGA hat, you know, the whole deal. 
Right. Not even a MAGA hat, a MAGA headband. Oh, headband. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's even more like militant, you know? This is staged, man. This is not this is not real. Anyways, as the group of three struggle to topple the 200-pound statue, now they're calling it a statue. They can be heard chanting as they sway it back and forth. Eventually, the monolith's base breaks and it falls to the ground. The group then places a wooden cross near the side of the monolith. They go on to pose and take pictures with the two pieces of plywood, all stepping with one boot on the monolith as if it's a hunting trophy. Of course, got to draw that (laughs) conclusion. After the photo shoot, they tie ropes around the monolith and drag it down the mountain, calling it names and cheering. See, this is even more. Okay. So just breaking it down, of course, they're making the uh, allusion to hunting, which of course, because yes. they're right wing racists, right. they got to be hunting. And then this um, tying ropes around the monolith and dragging it, calling it names and cheering is a direct uh, uh, allusion to, um, you know, some of those horrible instances where this would happen to, uh, there was that uh, gay guy that got jumped and this happened to him mm-hmm. um, and s- reportedly has happened to uh, uh, black people in the South. And, you know, that's a whole thing. So again, it just stinks of, of being scripted, you know, making every connection you can to, you know, these racists. Um, But let's keep going. Quote, it was a learning experience. Nobody got arrested. It was fine because it was funny. A man says on the stream after the monolith was taken down. Hmm. Why would he be saying that after anyways on the same (laughs) video? The California monolith was discovered Wednesday morning atop Pine Mountain in Atascadero by a group of hikers. It is the third silver monolith to be found in the past weeks. The first in youth. Yeah, yeah. We know where the rest are in a video posted to a D live account run by someone with the username culture war criminal. The group of men claims to have been dri- have driven for over five hours to get the sta- get to the statue site, streaming most of the time. The man who appears in the later video is wearing military fatigues and camo face paint. He he's vaping while saying things like, uh, "quote I will." Oh. I don't want to read that. It's mean things. The group goes on to sing Battle Hymn of the Republic and other military-centric songs, all while greeting his viewers with vulgar racist commentary. Two other members in the back of the car have combat helmets on with night vision goggles attached. I gotta see this, man. This is... I like how they just start... They just start referencing other videos on other channels. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just to throw in some racism. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you you look at this picture and well, I think they're talking about these guys drive live streaming while they're driving to the thing. Right. That's what they were. That's what they say. Yeah. And you see the, uh, the one gentleman here in the picture on the right wearing a camo, I don't know, shirt fatigues. Yeah. But when you read it, it sounds like, oh, he's trying to be all militant. It literally looks like something he got at Old Navy. <laughs> yeah, it does look like a Gap version. It, yeah, of it's, camo. Not, it's not. I'm like no an camo actual... expert, but it's got like weird buckles and stuff that I don't. Again, I'm not. I don't I haven't spent much time in fatigues, but it looks more like a fashion statement than a, a usable camouflage outfit. Um, 
But uh, let's see. Where read read the last paragraph. Last just, paragraph. Just to sort of, down. Yeah, I'd be happy down. to jump down. Here we go. Uh, previous videos posted to Culture War Criminals D Live account show the men talking on Omegle about the pedophile rape tunnels under Hillary Clinton's house, claiming to be a member of the Marines and commending spitting on black people. His Twitter further perpetuates his racist narrative and indicates his affinity towards far right podcast host Nick Fuentes. Is that what you wanted me to say? Yeah, this guy peddles pedophile rape tunnels under Hillary Clinton's house. Oh, well, well, there you go. That's a good example. That's that's how you know this is fake. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, this this is a psyop from all accounts, because, you know, again, it's with the problem with the mainstream media's portrayal of Pizzagate where they say, Oh, crazy Pizzagate where Hillary Clinton owns a pizza restaurant that traffics children. That was never (laughs) part of it. That was only portrayed in the mainstream media and, you know, other ridiculous sources. Um, you know, not going to get into explaining Pizzagate, but saying that Hillary Clinton owns a pizza restaurant that traffics children and has secret tunnels under her house is uh, the type of thing that is put out to discredit conspiracy theories or theorists or, uh, you know, the people of that ilk. So in my opinion, this is an obvious plant, obvious psyop uh, to put more negative attention on conservative values. You know, the dangerous uh, Judeo-Christian values that much must be condemned. Yeah. And uh, if the listeners and the producers noticed, we read a story from WMD uh, or WND, sorry, World Net Daily. And one from Vice, and they both had to do with the same topic. So you can kind of see the contrast of uh, reporting some of these issues and how the right left paradigm operates. Yeah. And will continue to operate. But I think we should take a break. And um, we got some big rants uh, planned for afterwards. And uh, we got to hurry because we have another thing happening tonight, which I haven't okay. even mentioned to anybody out there yet. I know. We forgot to mention it. So we'll mention it uh, right now during the break. It's break. Come on, take a break. Okay, folks, we're going to take a quick break and thank some of our producers, but don't go anywhere because after the uh, break, we're going to be talking about the RFID chip uh, and the vaccine that we talked about uh, that appeared on CBN last week, as well as uh, quite the, the discussion about evangelicalism, conspiracy theories, the mainstream, and uh, even within evangelicalism uh, or Christianity in general, uh, the two different uh, sides of that uh, group. Uh, And yeah, a lot about that. Uh, Really important conversation in my opinion. But first, let us take a break and thank some supporters. So, um producers not supporters come on thank you that's what froze my brain for a second so producers you might say maybe you're new to the show um and you're thinking producers somebody produces this that's crazy you're right it is crazy (laughs) 
But you might notice that we don't uh, read any ads on the show. We don't take any corporate money or advertising revenue or and we're also demonetized on all the platforms. So how are we able to keep the lights on around here? Well, that is because of the value for value model. And if you don't know, let me tell you. The value for value model is uh, really the future of independent media and I believe media in general as people discover that advertising is way too wrapped up in big data, privacy concerns, as well as... uh, narrative crafting it uh, insists that pieces of media like our show are brand safe Uh, it kind of ties your hands or a cat's got your tongue when it comes to talking about certain things uh, that brands just don't want to be associated with and uh, it's for that reason why we have decided to try our best to stay integrous as far as being told what we can and can't say um, and just taking money from people who want us to consider you dear listener as a commodity to be bundled up collected and uh, shipped off your attention and your trust to be sold for our own personal gain uh, just didn't seem like it was the right thing to do for us and I've said it before but if you're new I'll, I'll just say it again we have in the past gotten some uh pretty pretty uh i don't know what would you say attractive propositions yeah. from certain advertisers um and we have not accepted a single one against uh our, our accountants best wishes um <laughs> accountants being us and yeah those those <laughs> offers were uh if yeah, anybody else we might have said we made it we we made it. We got the attention of the big big dogs, but yes, yeah, right. We, we were like, nah. <laughs> it just didn't seem right, and, you yeah. know. We and we. This was way back when. Um, I mean, it's a little different now, uh, where it's actually pretty easy to get advertisers on your podcast now. Pot, uh, advertising on podcasting is is a pretty easy thing to do nowadays. Um, but you get paid a lot less than you used to. But before that, back when it was kind of a prime market, yeah, we had a couple offers that were kind of hurt to turn down. But uh, that's neither here nor there because we are here now on the value for value model. And here's the thing, uh, without rambling too much, when you rely on advertising Uh, to fund pieces of media that you appreciate, you're literally letting advertising companies and the corporations that pay them dictate the value of a piece of media that you enjoy. And this has worked for a while during, you know, certain phases of the internet and, uh, you know, mainstream television type stuff, but it's quickly becoming problematic um, for a lot of different reasons. And even just philosophically, The idea of letting some ambiguous advertising corporation set the value on a piece of media uh, that you enjoy, people are waking up to the fact that that's a pretty messed up concept. And instead, they are taking their media future into their own hands and becoming a producer of Canary Cry News Talk. And uh, let's thank some of them now. Actually, it's going to be a pretty short producer segment. Um, Let me pop over here. One of the first ways, uh, one of the easiest ways that you can become a producer of Canary Cry News Talk is by heading over to Patreon. 
patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. Um, patreon.com slash ccnt, uh, which I regret to inform you, Gons, we have no new patrons over there, no new producers. Um, so that makes that part pretty quick. Now, We've been having a problem with canarycryradio.com slash support. It's kind of a big problem. It's gone. It doesn't exist right now. Uh, we are currently trying to figure out how to get it back up. Um, but we have dis- we have to come to the conclusion that the fact that our support page has disappeared is part of the reason why producership is low recently gone's um but we did figure out that you can go to canarycrynewstalk.com slash support and we've put up a page there where you can become a producer uh we're putting the link into the chat right now that's canarycrynewstalk.com slash support we don't have a cool jingle for that url um so if you would like to become a producer of the show again head over to canarycrynewstalk.com slash support and uh gons do we have any producers that have come in uh on the paypal yes we i think as of now i haven't double checked since the top of the show but we had one producer come in and that is producer carter o Carter O and Carter O, thank you very much for uh, that producership. Not only are you the only producer for this show, so you are the executive producer by default, um, but uh, your producership was very generous and we appreciate that very, very much. Um, Starting to get a little stressful, Gons. (laughs) Starting to get a little stressful uh, with this low producership uh, for the past month or so. Um, so now is the time if you want to become a producer of the show. Yeah. I mean, just to be serious for a moment, um, you know, we say at every show that we can't do the show without the help of our producers. And we do say it sort of flippantly and we just kind of keep moving, but it is actually the truth. Uh, like, like we mentioned, uh, we don't advertise for what we think are pretty good reasons. Um, but that does require people to become producers of the show. And, uh, it's been quite, quite low recently as we've mentioned over the past uh, few episodes um i believe that most of that has to do with our our page our our website being disappeared into the ether uh so i know we've got a lot of uh enthusiastic and generous supporters out there um so please head to canarycrynewstalk.com slash support otherwise who knows guns it might be a very dark winter for us this winter (laughs) we literally won't be able to keep the lights on yeah we'll be okay but you know we we have other ways people can support the show even if it's not with your treasure you can do so with your time and your talent and we have a few people to thank on that regard we have uh objectivity cave who i think is usually in the in the twitch chat as well He sent us a jingle. It's the Great Reset World Economic Forum jingle. Do we want to play the whole minute and a half here? It's uh, I think we should. Is it going to be in the mix at the end? The minute and a half. I did not have it in there for today. Don't have it set up there. I don't have it set Um, up. Play the play the sample. Okay, we'll play the sample, and then uh, moving forward, we will 
add it into the uh, end of the show mix. Here's a little sample of the World Economic Forum song. <laughs> I love it. That was pretty funny. And Reset that was from this. Objectivity Cave. Uh is that who is that in the Twitch? What's his Twitch name? Uh something with Lord. objectivity. I don't yes. remember the full thing. Yeah. Chat. I don't know. Say some in the chat Say so something. we can get your get your name. Um <laughs> reset this. That's reset exactly this. what we should be saying to the World Economic Forum. I know. It's great. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the other way is with your art. One art, please. <laughs> we got a handful of pieces of art to share with you. The first one is by Allie. And Allie. Ooh, I need to fix the size of this on the screen real quick. But okay. this, is this is from producer Allie. That's Basling, uh, Gazlin Bonds in the Twitch chat there. So thank you very much. Yes, and this is Monty Four tryouts round two. <laughs> yes, this is very good. Wow, she's she's just showing off now. Thank you very much, Allie. For those who are just listening, uh, this is regarding this is Monty the Fourth tryouts round two. We got a wonderful uh, round one last episode, and here's round two with uh, the candidates are. Over the Rainbow from uh, the Canary Cry community uh, as a snow leopard. So snow leopard to replace my my uh, recently deceased uh, kit, uh, cat. And I think a snow leopard is a pretty viable option. Um, next, we have a giraffe. Hmm. Well, it's got the legs of a giraffe. I like how everything is to scale <laughs> in, in this thing. So. We've got a snow leopard, beautifully done, and then we've got the bottom half of a giraffe next to it. Um, and then lastly, uh, a pangolin. A pangolin. I, you know, I was talking to my Chinese buddy the other day. He says pangolins are delicious. Um, oh, so maybe a great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but those poor pangolins, they are a delicacy, allegedly, in China. Um, but also, very good pangolin. I'm, it's kind of like the armadillo you can have that won't give you leprosy. So that's probably a better option. Yeah, that's probably why she went with it. And uh, one of my favorite, well, it's kind of a dad joke. But mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's an old comedian joke about how it, would, uh, it wouldn't be fun to be a giraffe with a sore throat. Oh, good one, dad. <laughs> good one, dad. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you, Allie. Thank you Fantastic much, Allie. piece of drawing again. Uh, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Next up, we have a quote from producer Grace. And she quoted, King of the Apocalypse building my empire from scratch. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's me. That's you. I you said, said that. that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Back when I was stranded in the wastelands of California. Yes. Oh man. They were, they were so mean to me, guns. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for um, that. You know, what's funny about these, uh, before we get to the last piece of art here, mm -hmm. today's art, for whatever reason, all the producers, it's all black and white. All three of the pieces of art that we got today, oh, black and white, okay. no, no color. It's got a theme. Yeah, which uh, it's okay because I have a, a, a Jesus on a T-Rex blasting out rainbow. So yes, it kind of makes quite, up for the lack of color. Quite the heretical uh, <laughs> visage there, Gons, but funny. 
<laughs> Who says it's heretical? Jesus set the rainbow. Come on now. We're taking That's the rainbow point. back. And he made dinosaurs. So Yes. And he, uh, he giveth and he taketh away the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, producer Mark with another episode of the, or edition of the New oh, World Order yeah. Times Gazette. This was great. Yeah. Do you want uh, to read a couple I? of them? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. So this is another uh, edition of the NWO, the New World Order Times Gazette. Uh, what is this? It's from Mark, right? Yep. Producer Mark. Yeah. These are great. And um, as usual, it's the classified section. So let's see what's in the classifieds here. We've got lost and found missing steel monolith with sentimental value. <laughs> Nine and a half feet tall by two feet wide. Last seen in the remote. Uh, oh, no. I got a blurry version here. Remote area of that has Utah desert, Romania uh, being carried by Bigfoot. And that's all crossed out. Now, California Hills. Uh, $33 reward for any information leading to current location. We got to keep an eye out for that. Uh, oh, oh, shoot. He has to add now scene being carried away by white racists. <laughs> um, next in the classifieds in the services section, we've got a custom bidet installation. It will change your life. Never feel fear toilet paper shortages again. Optional COVID-19 virus eradication module available to avoid fecal surveillance detection call 1-800 wet bottom <laughs> to schedule your free in-home estimate oh, i'm gonna have to give those guys a call next in the education section we've got lucifer's laughing school has openings for the upcoming winter 2021 uh, training session. Past clients include Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, and Hillary Clinton. Don't miss out on this opportunity to learn from the best. <laughs> to learn from the beast. Uh, cross that out. Best. Send email requests to bwahahaha at lls.com. <laughs> uh, do you have any of those laughs lined up? Um. Yes, I can get to them. Let's okay, see. good. Got, as, uh, as you know, the uh, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, and Hillary Clinton all seem to have attended Lucifer's Laughing School, as is evidenced by these clips. <laughs> There's Bezos. And uh, I got to give me a moment to pull up the Hillary. It's uh, buried okay. in the files there. Here but... I am vamping. Here I am vamping, vamping, vamping. Yeah, can you vamp this a little good more? Vamping. I'll I'll read this health and wellness one while we bring it up. This is from Health and Wellness in the Classifieds. Do you find yourself with the urge to make dinosaur sounds? Do you routinely feel the need to hide your face in public? Are you plagued with untimely <laughs> eructation, aka show burps? Have you recently found yourself completely frozen during podcastings? These are signs that you likely have gout. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> Get relief with our totally artificial remedy. Gout out. Next uh, text request for free 30 day sample. Go to one eight hundred or one eight 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 gout out. Hillary oh, thinks gosh, it's you funny. Got me. Hillary thinks it's funny there. <laughs> oh gosh, that's the scariest one. All right. Oh no! Yeah, very good. Um, so there you go. Thank you very much, producer Mark. And those are your classifieds from the NWO Times Gazette. Yes, keep and them coming, uh, Mark. Love yeah, keep it. it coming. 
Uh, we do want to mention Canary Cry merch perch. Slow motion. Step all over the jingle, but okay, it's all right. Sorry. Uh, We got a note from producer Dust. Uh, He is working on the orders. I think um, he's got to do some batch ordering, and and orders were slow, but they will be coming. So uh, just you know, stay hold tight. It's on its way. Yes. Stand stand down and stand by. Yes, and uh, do you want to read re- reviews right now real quick, or do you want to save it? Yeah, I'll do it real quick. Because there's one <laughs> or two say- of them, right? <laughs> yeah, I got them. There's just a couple. And Gons, I gotta say, for the listener's sake, uh, we hadn't been getting <laughs> reviews for quite a while, and we got a few, and Gons very sh- sort of sheepishly mentioned that we got a few before the show today. And usually I love reading reviews. Uh, Gons, I appreciate your, uh, your your non-enthusiasm about these reviews because we have some, uh, well, let's just get into it. This, this was a five-star review. Uh, we'll start here. Uh, This is a five-star review from Lizard the Only Liz. Fringe topics without the tinfoil hat. Alternative Christian community. Relevant topics for this strange time we are in. For the face like the sun people, eventually you'll get used to Basil. Basil, I love you, brother. Stop playing it so safe. Hmm. Not sure what I'm playing. Oh, probably because I don't want to put my image out on the internet. I grew up on the internet. I know what happens when you put your face out there. People Photoshop you into mean videos of being a racist, tearing down monoliths. Next, we've got a five-star review from For the Remnant. Biblically speaking, Basil and Gons are workers approved by Yahweh. Uh, quote, remind, this is second Timothy two fifteen and 16, remind them of these things and charge them before Yahweh, not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself to Yahweh as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth, but avoid irreverent babble. Whoops. For it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. So thank you very much for the remnant. Yeah. Appreciate that thank very you. much. Yeah. Now here's the one, Gons, that I I appreciate you uh, hiding from me. I actually Five didn't star- know this one was in. I didn't, didn't see this. Yeah, you I didn't, didn't see, see this one. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. I'm used to it. Five stars. Bun bun poopy face. So you know this is a serious uh, listener here. Gons is five stars. How refreshing to hear Gons fly solo on on the first ep post Thanksgiving. It was easy to follow through the stories and the commentary was thought provoking and engaging. Love hearing your mini me in the background. If the only thing Basil contributes is T-Rex noises, interruptions, arguments, and a pretty face. Okay. The wild West accent too. Then maybe at least he could show us his pretty face. Gons, you make the show. Get some new tech nerd co-host. So we've got, we've got a malcontent Gons. (laughs) <laughs> wow yeah you know this has to be a face like the sun person is what it must be Probably. and that's okay i understand if you're used to the soothing uh dulcet tones of gons uh me popping up in the feed can be a, a bit of a shocker so that's okay i pre- I'm i'm guessing that this person is over 55 and uh they don't they hate to laugh they hate to laugh and they don't like having fun. Um, not that it's not fun. 
listening to you solo, Gons. It's very fun for me, uh, but that's okay. Bun Bun Poopy Face, uh, thank you very much for the constructive criticism. Yeah, I'd like to think I have more to to give than T Rex noises, interruptions, arguments, and a pretty face. Well, uh, yeah. Although the pretty face is the main thing, I will admit that. I just think it's funny that the sex appeal of these these giant eyeballs. Yeah, and the helicopter that's hovering over your house right now. You can hear that. Oh yeah, I got ears. I got ears, buddy. It's pretty quiet in here live. It's a quiet helicopter, but okay. Yeah, I, I, you, 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 just, I, you know, my ears are tuned for very, very yes. detailed things. <laughs> you are professional. Um, but yes, thank you, uh, Bun Bun Poofy Face. Appreciate it. Yes, uh, thank you very much, Bun Bun Poofy Face, for the five stars. I'll take, I'll take the criticism for the five stars. Appreciate it. Excellent. All right. Okay, those are all the reviews. Let's get back and uh, run through these last uh, few here. Let's yes, do it. It's wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake up. Okay, wake up, folks. Um, last episode, we talked about the CBN, or uh, we brought the clip from CBN of the doctor talking about the RFID chip in the uh, the thing. The vaccine. And the uh, vaccine. The, the syringe. Yes, and this was from... A long time ago, I didn't, I hadn't seen this. I had only seen the clip that you played on the show. Mm-hmm. This is from May 522. Yeah, it's yeah. from May. So this was an old thing. And uh, yeah, wanted to look into it because he was making it sound as if, you know, the vaccine was definitely going to have a chip in it, um, an RFID chip. Uh, and it just sounded too perfect. And of course, right here says a radio frequency identification chip may be attached to the container of individual doses of new coronavirus vaccine attached to the container. So this is a common practice in uh, supply chains to have RFID chips on containers, uh, including, you know, especially in the medical industry. Most medical devices have RFID chips uh, just for supply chain tracking. Um, So there you go. This guy was not saying that it was going to implant a chip uh, into your body, which, you know, it may or may not implant a chip into your body. Um, but that is not what this guy was saying. And the reason we bring it up is because this was being used as quote unquote evidence that, uh, there was a microchip in the vaccine. Um, so just to clear that up for everybody, we mentioned we were going to look into that and we did. Um, there you go. Not much else to say about that guns. Obama's right. This is false. That's right. But, and oh. <laughs> well, I, I will say that uh, it still makes me uncomfortable either way. And how does it, does it measure? And th- these are questions that you probably don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. or answers that you probably don't know. Uh, but uh, does it measure if the vaccine itself has been discharged or does it? Yeah. So here's a little thing about RFID chips. They're actually not very, they don't really do much. Yeah. It's just an Um, identifier, right? Like it's yeah. An RFID chip is really no more than a barcode. It doesn't hold any information. It can't really do anything. You need to be close to it. It basically can do one thing and it sends 
it can be uh, uh, detected by an RFID reader. Um, most things that are sold in stores have RFID chips or magnet. You know, a magnet strip does a similar thing. Yeah. Um, it's they're mainly used to uh, for supply chain verification, where you will scan the RFID chip of an item when it leaves a distribution center. And then you scan the RFID chip when it arrives at the store. And that is to uh, make sure that it, it actually arrives. It has a digital, you know, imprint that it has actually arrived somewhere. RFID chips are actually pretty rudimentary uh, devices. And that's because they've been around for so long. I mean, they've been around for decades. They, 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 they're not very impressive. Now, there are much cooler things <laughs> as far as, you know, technology, much more complicated and uh, impressive technology that they could put into uh, vaccines to, to get done some sort of sinister thing. But RFID chips are, are relatively innocent. Um, the most they can do is you know, give you a set of numbers when you scan them. Uh, but other than that, they're not very impressive. This RFID is abbreviation for radio frequency identification, right? Right. Yeah. I still don't understand why we make identification a short, a uh, shorter version and call it ID. Instead of just I, instead of just I, because the yeah. I stands for identification or I, and then D yeah. stands for dentification. <laughs> uh, it must be some sense. sort of occult symbolism. There, it Thomas. probably is. There but, we go. Yeah. Um, we did have um, uh, along those lines with the mark of the beast. Uh, I, I, we did want to bring you this story here because it, um, you know, part of the issue here, when we talk about the mark of the beast is and we're we're trying to take a very uh, careful approach and not call everything that's coming out there the mark of the beast yeah. because it's it, the prophecies are pretty specific. There's a lot of characters surrounding and and circumstances geopolitically. A lot of stuff happens surrounding the issuing of the mark of the beast. And um, part of the problem though is that when you criticize the sort of the fringe narrative that a vaccine is the mark of the beast or the uh, quantum dots are the mark of the beast, you are automatically labeled a, either a shill or you're just a, you're just a sleep, you know, you're asleep. Right. It's, you're, it's the, the act of debunking an, a mark of the beast. Uh, I don't know. A candidate. We we do a lot more debunking Mark of the Beast than we do sort of propagating, you know, candidates of Mark of the Beast. And, you know, I got a couple of messages, uh, very angry messages, A, bringing my salvation into question, which yeah, that's always a, the, uh, is the, always fun. It's yeah, always, the, you know, the sign of you're dealing with a real Christian. Um and, you know, we spend a lot of time debunking Marks of the Beast, not because we think that the idea of the Mark of the Beast is wrong or ridiculous or something, but it's so important. It's important enough to not get it wrong. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think I think most 
people who listen to this show, and uh, I would say most Christians in general would respect that, um, but there are some out there who are just like so jazzed up on one particular thing being the mark of the beast uh, that, you know, you just use scripture to debunk it and they, they call you a CIA shill. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've been a Christian my, I mean, literal entire life, but my entire life has, uh, you know, I've been in churches that are constantly calling out what the mark of the beast is, teaching about the end times, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I didn't even know there was a form of Christianity that didn't focus on these end times <laughs> types of things. It was really wild in my later years to learn that there were Christians who didn't really know much about the book of Revelation. Um, it, was just, it was just a weird thing. So, yeah. yes, I've had a lot of experience for a few decades of, uh, you know, what is what isn't the mark of the beast what are the important um aspects of it what what are aspects of it that aren't actually in the bible that have sort of just been layered on top of it through christian culture over the decades um etc etc so we spend a lot of time debunking marks of the beast just not because you know we're trying to we're down on what the possibilities are. We just take it very seriously and uh, we're not going to propagate an idea that isn't explicitly backed up by scripture. So that being said, um, I do want to bring this article here. And for those who listen, you know this, but if you're new, a lot of what uh, we like to do on the show is explore a, how Christians are sort of uh, um, talked about and portrayed and understood from a secular point of view, but also from the point of view within Christianity as well. Yeah. Of course, as everybody knows, you know, there's thousands of different denominations of Christianity and pretty much, you know, a lot of them think that they're the only one with the truth. And that may be true, may not be true. I don't know. But um, not only Christianity, but also conspiracy theorists, how, you know, the world views conspiracy theorists. And in this case, how other Christians are viewing conspiracy theorists. And so we can have these conversations. We can understand the thinking of people who may come against us in certain cases. Um, it's just important to have an understanding of, uh, you know, the other side or whatever. So here we go, Gons. Are you ready? There's a lot of rambling. Uh, you stepped all over my jingle. Excuse me, your jingle stepped on me. <laughs> no, that that doesn't happen on this show. We jingles don't don't <laughs> step on anybody. Take priority. No, They're like yeah. a pedestrian in yes. American traffic. Yeah, yeah. You got to watch okay. out for them. You step over them, you pay the price. People all right. Don't I even read their. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I break for jingles, so here I am. Okay, I'm gonna try this again. Quiet, quiet on the set. People don't even read their Bible, for heaven's sake. Speaking of the beast system, beast system. There, there we go. go. We finally got through it. We got it. Okay, so this is coming from religionnews.com, which is <laughs> sort of the most uh, 
I don't know, straightforward website I've ever heard of. Religionnews.com. Eric Metaxas and the losing of the evangelical mind. And of course, at the top here, they have a giant uh, picture of a presumably Christian man holding up a a Q sign. Although we don't know if it's a Christian man. There's a lot of assumptions. Here we go. Eric Metaxas, the author of biographies of William Wilberforce and Dietrich Bonhoeffer, has proclaimed that Donald Trump won the 2020 election election in a landslide. As a result, Metaxas forecasts many will be imprisoned for attempting to steal the election, an attempt that he calls, quote, the most horrible thing that ever happened in the history of our nation. Thankfully, quote, Jesus is with us in this fight. When a reputed evangelical public intellectual exhibits this behavior, it's worth asking about the state of the evangelical mind. Recent proclamations by other evangelical Christians suggest a propensity to believe conspiracy theories on the origins of COVID-19, nefarious purposes underlying the coming vaccines, the climate change hoax, and Tom Hanks leading a global pedophile ring. Again, a mischaracterization of (laughs) Pizzagate. Nobody thinks Tom Hanks is leading a global pedophile ring, but that's besides the point. How should Christians committed to thoughtful cultural engagement respond? Is that us, Gons? Thoughtful, I think we, yeah, we, we I think we're I, committed I to thoughtful cultural engagement. Sure, yeah. Okay, so this they is don't. written to this is written to us. Okay, let's just take it from there. Okay, when QAnon followers populate our church pews, how do we avoid losing hope for the Christian principle of integrating faith and reason? Hmm, I'm not sure what those two things have to do with Q, but okay. Evangelicals' complicated relationship with conspiracy theories is probably not reducible to a single explanation. Oh, that's a really insightful thing to say. I think you're right. (laughs) But, he says, ah, nuts. But reasons suggest themselves. No, they don't. What? Reasons are not conscious beings. I think what you meant to say, you suggest some reasons. A generation of evangelicals has been influenced by the wildly popular Left Behind series guilty end times novels that used news headlines to fantasize about shady global networks yeah sure conspiracy theories may appeal to white evangelicals as a way to make sense of a country that is less like them well okay conspiracy theories uh appeal to non-white evangelicals as well but let's make sure to bring race into this uh well, let's see. Let me read that again. Conspiracy theories may appeal to white evangelicals as a way to make sense of a country that is less like them, less white, less rural, less old, and less socially conservative. Wow, making a lot of logical leaps there, author, but okay. In any event, we cannot wait for the sociologists to sort out the root causes before responding to our fellow congregants who have begun the waving cue signs, literally or figuratively. A few basic truths should underlie any strategy. So right here, Gons, I don't know. You you just tell me when you want to jump in. Okay. But right here is where it starts getting squirrely. Well, mm-hmm. continues to get squirrely. Yeah. He says we cannot we cannot wait for sociologists to sort out the root causes before responding 
Okay, so is that what this guy does? He waits for sociologists <laughs> to tell him how to respond to fellow Christians? Well, I, I mean, I will that's say, what he's implying here. Yeah, and he's he's in good company because I, well, I, I fell a few units short, but I did study sociology in college. That was my major. <laughs> so uh, there you go. I can give you some insight there, guy. There you go. Okay, we've got an almost sociologist on our hands. Uh, but there you go. So apparently this guy waits for soft science sociologists. <laughs> Social science. It, it's, it's a soft science. I know. So, sociology is not a hard science. No, okay. I understand that. So we cannot wait for sociologists to tell us how to think about our fellow Christians. First, this will not be a quick fix. Uh, Trump's will. <laughs> I just can't comment after everything. So <laughs> Trump's willingness to entertain conspiracy theories may have contributed to his supporters eagerness to do the same. But this problem will not end with the Trump presidency. No kidding. Critica. Maybe it didn't start it with it either. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this problem won't go away when Trump goes away. No kidding. Because it was here. People thought believed in conspiracy theories way before trump ever came around critical discernment is not a light switch to be turned on and off at will it's a discipline to be cultivated christians who want to pull their fellow believers back from the conspiratorial worldview need to commit for the long haul uh-oh I, I, I wonder if there's somebody committing to the long haul to bring us back guns. Mm. Second, thoughtful Christians need to avoid categorical dismissals of mainstream media sources. Oh, okay. And now we're getting into it. So if you're a thoughtful Christian, you need to believe mainstream narratives is what he's saying. Or at least, That's at least don't categorically dismiss them. Sure. Well, I I think, yeah, well, I think that makes sense. Categorically dismissing is that's okay. You should bring critical thinking to everything that you read, including but this guy. notice how his thoughtful Christians see, we would consider ourselves thoughtful Christians. Would you say? Sure. Yeah. We're well, trying to I think bring other thought. people consider us thoughtful Christians as well. I hope so. Yeah, but, okay. I mean, maybe we're, we, I mean, we we do come off as fringy, maybe on first appearance, but what? certainly you can be fringy and thoughtful. Well, I would yeah, say fringy course. people are thoughtful. I think that's their main quality. You yeah, don't become well, sure. fringy when because I, you're not thoughtful. I guess fringy from the uh, the normie view is a little bit edgier, and you know that yeah, would sure. they they imply like this guy they would imply that they are not thoughtful. Yes. And approaching these so, types of discussions, but go yeah. On. So what he's saying is thoughtful Christians uh, listen to the mainstream news for the most part. Mm. Anyways, do many media organizations exhibit a liberal bias? Yes, but there is a difference between bias and an intent to promulgate lies instead of facts. So he's making an assumption that mainstream news does not have an intent to promulgate lies instead of facts. Although I think recent recordings being released by the executives <laughs> of CNN would make that mean that CNN has an intent to promulgate lies instead of facts. I'm just going from the recordings. That's not conspiracy theory anymore. Yeah. All right. Attacks on reporters as the enemy of the people. That was never a thing. It was all about fake news as the enemy of the people. But OK, if you want to keep pr 
promulgating your mainstream. Which, by the way, yeah, he, he doesn't follow his own standard here. Yeah. By, but he literally <laughs> just says how, you know, they don't promulgate lies. Uh, you know, there's no intent to promulgate lies. And then he peddles a lie right after the next sentence. He literally misconstrues the reality, the truth with a, a narrative that the mainstream picked up about this whole thing and how, yeah, how fake news is the enemy of the people, not the reporters. Right. But attacks on reporters on. as the enemy of the people and sweeping pronouncements of fake news from high places have led many conservative Christians to replace traditional media sources altogether with YouTube videos and Facebook memes. Eh. I can't quite argue with that, but okay. We have rejected potentially biased sources in <laughs> in favor of sources that lack any quality control or editorial process. Oh, I take offense at that. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, guy. They certainly can't be talking about us. We have it, we have, have quality control and an editorial process. Yeah, we, we always tell people. Look it up. Look it up. Yeah. No, you see, if you do your own research, if you find your own, uh, you know, if you look at the study instead of having uh, uh, Wolf Blitzer read it to you, uh, that's not being very thoughtful. Um, <laughs> I was trying so hard to think of a news announcer and all I could think of was Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> wolf. The Wolf. Both. This is not a path forward towards accurate understanding of reality. So just to reiterate, he's saying, uh, don't question reporters. Don't call anything fake news or don't call the mainstream fake news. Don't watch YouTube videos. Uh, don't get it from Facebook memes, which yeah. I think we can all agree. Don't get your news from Facebook memes. Yeah. Uh, we have rejected potentially biased sources in favor of sources that like lack any quality control or editorial process. So yes, he's saying uh, don't do any of those things. Those are, you need a more accurate understanding of reality. Just, just, mm -hmm. just open up. Choo choo. Let the mainstream <laughs> feed it to you. Third, we need to reclaim God's actual promises. This gets wacky. Conspiracy theories are attractive because they help us feel in control. I will uh, disagree with you, sir. I don't think anybody will say that uh, conspiracy theories make you feel in control. If anything, knowing about how things are really going on makes me feel more out of control than ever. Yeah. Well, at least in terms of how the world is constructed around us, it's yeah, we have less control. We, that's that's part of understanding these theories is learning that we in the sense of a, in the worldly sense, we don't have the kind of influence on things that are constructed out there. Uh, not yeah. that we have maybe better understanding, but so certainly you, not would control. You say would you say that we and our listeners, uh, when we learn about conspiracy theories, it makes us realize we have less control and God has more control? Amen. I think that's kind of the, <laughs> that's kind of what I walk away from every yeah. one of our shows with. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's really the point. It's, uh, yeah, and, you know, reclaim, we need to reclaim God's actual promises. That is sort of, especially for Christian <laughs> conspiracy theorists, that's sort of the big thing is that, Hey, yeah, there's all this dark stuff going on, but the whole concept of the gospel 
or not the concept, but the, the gospel shines right. brighter in the darkness. Like the, exactly. the darker you understand reality is the brighter the gospel shines. And so I reclaim it. No, it's that's kind of the main driving force of exposing the enemy. Like Ephesians five eleven talks yeah. about. So anyway, exactly. And I think this next sentence shows a lot about this guy's theology okay. rather than face a randomly occurring virus that is wreaking havoc on our lives. We see a grand battle against the forces of evil. <laughs> So what he is saying is that he believes that the coronavirus is a randomly occurring virus. And this is and there is no battle against the forces of evil. So this guy has not done any homework. There's like documented evidence. No, he's, he's done his homework. He's watched CNN. Okay. I don't know how much more I can take of this. I know. And we're running I'm out of time too. So we're, we gotta okay. Hurt. I'm going to go fast. Okay. I'm not going to stop after it's, it's just hard. Cause every single sentence this guy says shows a, a complete misunderstanding of, you know, conspiracy. I'll just say fringy, fringy type Christians. And it shows that he has an entirely mainstream bias where he just wants to fit in. He just wants to fit in with the world. He wants the world to think that he's just like them and just is a nice guy. Anyways, move and smart and doesn't believe anything that CNN doesn't tell him. Feeling in control of what's happening in the world was never amongst God's promises. I think we can all agree there. Instead, he promises us himself, which should be all of the assurance we need, even when the world feels completely out of control. Agreed. He has a total misunderstanding of fringy Christians. Fourth, we have to recognize the true stakes when the world sees Christians as gullible, naive, and unwilling to do the hard work of critically evaluating information. We lose credibility on everything. I think by itself, that sentence stands, correct? Mm -hmm. Including our assertions about the historical veracity of the Bible. When we post a meme about Dr. Anthony Fauci or Bill Gates plotting to distribute the mark of the beast through a vaccine, our following post about eyewitness testimony regarding the life of Jesus will get the same response as the first. This person is not trustworthy on questions that matter. Okay. Mm, yeah. okay. I know. We're okay. just going to move on. Also, wait, 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 what is. I don't want to move on oh, because. Oh, I, oh, oh, okay. I thought that was you saying move on. No, no, no. I, no, because he mentions Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates. This is the key point here because, first off, there are clips like this. We're taking things that are genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Right into the and vein. we have right Dr. Fauci. Now is the time to do what you're told. <laughs> These are concerning regardless of your faith, really. Yeah, right, and, definitely. And, and sure, we're not, I mean, for, for you and I, we're not saying this is the mark of the beast that they're throwing out there. Mm -hmm. But we're also not saying that these things are just, oh, you just trust them they're, because it's <laughs> right. not the mark of the beast. Therefore, it's, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Dude. It's all it's all in the up and up. And that's part of the problem here and, and why we got to, you know, we, we always talk about the narrow path of truth here. But it, really, that's the point, because this guy and a lot of people that are in the mainstream commenting about these things, they're not able to see the nuance here. They're not able to say, okay. There's some well, concern they don't here. Want to. I guess they don't want to because there's no, uh, I don't know. They, 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 there's no, uh, clicks and nuance apparently as, uh, we, we know from 
our, yeah. our, uh, you know, 400 viewers right now, which is still a lot. I, I really appreciate everybody watching, but, um, you know, the, the streams that suggest that they know for a fact, what the mark of the beast is, you're going to get a lot more clicks. You're going to get a lot more views. And, uh, you know, I guess some folks care more about that than trying to actually, uh, be, um, responsible with, uh, what they talk about yeah. in terms of the news. Well, I think what you're bringing up is a good point, which is I I, I think that people the, this guy is describing someone. I think sure. someone is kind of like what he's saying. Oh, yeah, but there's it is a lot. Certainly not even near a majority. I mean, is a drastic minority, at least in my experience of the fringy type folk. Now, maybe we're just lucky and we attract uh, the, you know, the critical thinking people. Um, and, you know, we, we always, the problem with us is we deal with a lot of nuance and subtlety and we don't jump on a lot of alarmism bandwagons. Uh, I mean, not that we never do that, but we try not sure. to, we try to, we try to be critical about the things that we jump into. Um, and so he may be describing a certain population. I think this certain population is significantly smaller than he's trying, you know, than he's letting on. Yeah. Um, but anyways, let's get out there. Let's keep moving. But um, yeah. And also he said something about the eyewitness testimony, testimony regarding the life of Jesus as if like, I don't so we're time traveling and witnessing the life of Jesus or is he, Oh, we're talking about the current uh, divine life of Jesus. Maybe anyways, moving on. Our minds are a gift from God. Like all good gifts, we are called to steward them wisely as conspiracy theories infiltrate the church and compromise its witness. We can't just roll our eyes as though we're accommodating an embarrassing uncle who drops by for a holiday dinners. The gospel speaks to the heart and the mind. If wild conspiracy theories find fertile ground amongst Christians, we shouldn't just be scandalized. We should be motivated to reclaim the intellectual rigor of our faith i would uh say that some of the people we deal with gons are have much more intellectual rigor than the normal sort of wishy-washy christian that uh just wants the world to like them and not think that they're crazy yeah. so anyways there you go that is from uh who even wrote this this was an opinion piece from Robert K. Vischer. He's the dean of the University of St. Thomas Law School in Minneapolis. And the views expressed in his commentary do not necessarily reflect those of the university or religion news service. So there you go. Robert K. Vischer. Yep. Um, all right, let's move okay. on. Well, I think we got a wrap because we got a, we have our, uh, our guest waiting. So yeah, well, let's talk about that now. Okay. Um, so, so we have uh, right after this, we are going to do a Canary Cry radio episode. For those who don't know, we have uh, another show called Canary Cry Radio, which is more of an interview style show with uh, lots of very smart people, well, people with intellectual rigor. And today we will be having an interview with uh, Jay Dyer. And Gans, tell us about him. Well, this is actually going to be more of a discussion, not so much an interview. Ah. Okay. Because uh, the the topic of Bitcoin has been making the rounds a lot recently with uh, it, just the price going up and everything. So we thought it was a good idea to jump on and actually stream and talk about it. 
And mm-hmm. so we will be doing that with Jay Dyer. We're going to do uh, Fiat on Fire, Bible, Bitcoin, in the Bunker. And uh, we'll discuss Bitcoin, the pros, the cons, the, the concerns. We'll try to address some of that. Um, and it'll just be an open discussion between myself, Basil, and Jay Dyer. And um, yeah, so he's, he's in, waiting in the wings here. So we got to wrap it up and I got to take a, you know, a potty break before we okay. keep going. So okay. we got to really wrap <laughs> this right, up. So that's what we're going to do. We will uh, finish up the show here. We'll end the stream, but uh, don't go anywhere. Cause uh, we got another great, I don't know, hour and a half or so uh, after this, but thank you so much for listening to this episode of Canary cry news talk. Before we um, go Dento bean. No, it's not behind a paywall. We're just going to end this stream. We're going to start a new stream. So we'll be live. Oh, yeah, no, it'll just be right here. Just yeah. don't move. Don't go anywhere. Well, the, you you'll... might have to go. We'll, we're going to end this stream, so it'll be a different video, technically. But Oh, my yeah. gosh. I'm, am I being okay. too technical? <laughs> no, you're fine. Click on <laughs> next video. Okay, so you're going to want to go up to your, your tools tab. Um, our next show is on Monday which is December 7th, sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, that'll be the next Canary Cry News Talk show. So make sure to tune in on Monday. A big old thanks to our one uh, financial producer. And that's Carter O. Thank you for saving our skins. Um, but also thank you to uh, Objectivity Cave. Thank you to Allie, Grace, and Mark for the artwork. Um, and thank you, dear listener, for being here for today's show. Now, here's the thing, folks. Uh, you can still become a producer of Canary Cry News Talk. Head to canarycrynewstalk.com slash support. Please, please, please consider becoming a producer. It is a a rebellion. It is an extreme rebellion against the theology of uh, this world where advertising rules. Not here, baby. Uh, No corporate money, no advertising, no brand safety. So watch out, brands. We're coming for you. Um, but you can uh, also head to patreon.com slash ccnt and uh, for those of you who come on be producers we'll be thanking you in the next show so make sure to do that thank you to everybody who left reviews if you haven't done it yet uh, go leave a review it's about time somebody leave a review about uh, just how awesome I am and now I just need to pick me up after this last one but I thank him anyways for his five stars Uh, you can do that uh, lots of different ways apparently the way that i've been telling people does not work anymore so if you're on itunes if you're listening on your phone on apple podcasts uh go onto your phone leave a rating and a review it really helps the algorithms uh you know share the show with more people if you're viewing on youtube make sure to hit the thumbs up button very very important that you do that i know it seems silly but it is a easy way to help out the show and uh you can always send your art your jingles your anything any creative project that you do, make it related to the show uh, and send that to canarycryradio at gmail.com. You'll make it on next show. It'll be fun. It'll be great. Thank you to our artists and our uh, musicians. And lastly, share the show. Just pick an episode. Maybe it's this episode. Maybe it's a different episode. And uh, post it on your social. Send it straight to somebody who needs it. 
you know, y'all got friends and family who are waking up to the fact that the world is not what it seems. We would love to be a part of that journey of theirs. So uh, just hit that little share button, send it to a friend or family member. Um, it's That also helps the show, but it also helps your friends or family members. And if you need any more instructions, here's what you do. You walk right up to them, you grab them by the cage, and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Rattle a few cages. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right, just ask Noah. All right, everybody, we are going to be starting our conversation with Jade Dyer uh, regarding... What is the whole title, Gons? It's called Fiat on Fire, Bible, Bitcoin in the Bunker. Ooh, Fiat on Fire, Bible, Bitcoin in the Bunker. Okay, folks, make sure to stick around for that. Make sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast feed on your favorite podcast player, not just to Canary Cry News Talk, but also to Canary Cry Radio. All just so many hours of things for you to listen to. Oh, you know what we didn't do? We didn't thank the guy with the with the Spotify thing. Oh, yeah. We'll save oh, it for what the is next that guy's one. name? Okay, we'll save it for next time. That was fun. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, remember, we'll be back on December 7th. That's Monday, sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Put it on your calendar. Turn on notifications. And one more time, Gons, any last words? Nope. That's it. Okay. Thank you for listening. Watching. Thank Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage. I wanna shake things up, shake things up. I wanna shake things up, shake things up. <laughs> Leave the bird alone. I wanna stir up some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. Fun fact, I believe it was uh, another fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Another fun fact. Brings me back to my screamo days. <laughs> Don't 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 even get me started on bidets, man. But 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 bidets, man. B-
for days, man. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you were living the life, man. For days, man.
Silence.